we're in a time where good conversation begins by admitting we don't know what something means. You might have heard the words institutional racism, privilege, white, blue, or whatever, white fragility, defunding police, or a Karen. You know, before we can understand if any of these things are true, before we can have any kind of meaningful dialogue, we have to understand what our terms mean. Now, we're not here today to define those terms. That's something you should do with a friend that's a different ethnicity than you. But this same idea of needing to define terms is the same for certain Christian phrases. Have you ever asked someone, how are you doing? And while you're expecting the answer, I'm fine, the person responds with, I'm blessed. Well, what does that mean? Does it mean I'm happy? If so, why not just say that? Does it mean I've got money? I don't think so, personally, because honestly, I've rarely heard a rich person respond with the words, I'm blessed. You know, most often it's someone who might be the same or worse off than me financially. Does it mean I'm healthy? I'm safe? I'm contented? It's my birthday? What does it mean? I'm blessed. Well, this summer, we're going to study the Beatitudes, which all start off with the words, blessed are those who... So before we jump into those individual statements, we should figure out what it means to be blessed. Is that something I even want? Let's read Matthew 5, 1 through 12, and see what Jesus says about being blessed. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the humble, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice, because your reward is great in heaven, for that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus is saying that certain people are blessed. And we're going to look at what they all have in common so that we can live blessed. And specifically, we're going to contrast what blessing is not in order to highlight what blessing is. Look at the circumstances Jesus describes. Poor. Poor in spirit, not necessarily poor in finances. In mourning. Humble. Hungry and thirsty. And that is hungry and thirsty for righteousness, not for food in this case. Merciful. Someone who has to show mercy is dealing with a hurt or a crime. Pure of heart. If you are pure of heart as an adult, that means you have dealt with or are dealing with temptation. A peacemaker. That is a person dealing with war, fighting, or disunity. Persecuted and insulted. I wouldn't necessarily call those situations blessing, but Jesus does. 
So it can't be the situation itself that's the blessing, but the results or outcome of the situation. For me, I think of college or high school education. I didn't like paying for college. There are things I'd much rather do than study and take tests. But I think the outcome of learning, the relationships I built, and the ability to find employment I enjoy as a benefit of education made the unpleasant circumstances worth it. Blessing is an ability to look and live beyond the moment. Admittedly, sometimes that's more difficult than other times. If I'm hungry and thirsty for righteousness, I can work to improve my personal righteousness. But what if the righteousness I hunger and thirst for is social? This is one area, along with insult and persecution, where I don't want to confuse contentment with being blessed. Blessed doesn't mean I'm content to live in a bad situation. Blessed means while I'm in the bad situation, I can see hope for the future. Thus, I can be blessed during the COVID-19 pandemic, but not content to remain isolated forever. And I do things like wear a mask in public to improve the health of my community. I can be blessed as an individual and also be active in my society to see my culture become more righteous. In some ways, that's what our current protest should be about, even though society often moves slowly. Motorcycle Paul told me about a friend of his who had some equipment destroyed in the recent riots. He was using that equipment to make a living because his primary work was shut down during the pandemic. Paul described his friend as calm and ready to go catfishing. Did he want bad stuff to happen to him? Of course he didn't. Is his faith in in his insurance company? I don't think so. I suspect that Paul's friend knows that circumstances are temporary, but his life is blessed. Let's also take receiving an insult as an example. When someone calls me the N-word, it's hard to see beyond that moment. And sometimes it's the right thing to be in the moment. When we're in mourning, one of the situations Jesus calls blessed, we need to accept that moment before we can move out of it. But it is a blessing to be able to see beyond the moment of my insult or grief. This is what Jesus shows us when he endured the cross. Hebrews 12.2 says, Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, Jesus didn't desire a torture death on the cross. Jesus didn't desire shame, but Jesus did desire to perfect the human race. So he went through the difficult circumstances and received the blessing from God the Father after he endured it. So first, blessing is not circumstances, but perspective. And second, blessing is not given, but achieved. There are blessings in the Bible that are simply given. God gives blessing to Abraham. Abraham gives the blessing to Isaac, who gives it to Jacob, who gives it to his 12 sons. God blesses the chosen people if they obey. Psalm 103 even says that we can bless the Lord. These types of blessings, though, is not the same word used in Matthew 5 for blessing. The Matthew 5 blessing also is only used of humans. 
So in Matthew 5, blessing means something like, oh, the good fortune of. And also in the context of Jesus', Jesus preaching, he's saying, blessed is the person who is in the kingdom of God. Look at verses 3 and 10 says, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Verse 4 says, the blessed person has comfort. Verse 5 says, the blessed person inherits the earth. Verse 6, the blessed person is filled with righteousness. Verse 7, the blessed person is shown mercy. Verse 8, the blessed person sees God. Verse 9, blessed people are called sons of God. In verse 12, the blessed person has a reward in heaven. All those things describe living in the kingdom of God. When I said blessing is achieved, I don't mean it's earned. We don't get into the kingdom of God by good works or a good attitude. But in this case, Jesus is also not talking about the gift of salvation, which is offered to everyone. This blessed life is not kingdom entry, but kingdom living. Blessing in this case is neither earned nor a gift. It's an assurance of position. The person for whom these things are true has attained or achieved a level of assurance that they are with God and God is with them now and into eternity. I think of it like my marriage. I neither earned nor was gifted my marriage, but I live in a state of assurance in my marriage covenant that the only thing that will separate me from my wife is death. And I can be most confident in that covenant when I am humble, living righteously, merciful, and pure in heart and action, and am a peacemaker in my marriage. I've known people that lack confidence. I've been a person that has lacked confidence. But I've never met a person who didn't want to be confident. To live blessed is to live in confidence. And this is not a fleeting confidence in something that may not last, like my circumstances, my health, my finances, my position, or even my society. Blessed is confidence that I am in the kingdom of God, regardless of my circumstances. God is for me and I am for God. That's where I stand. That's why I have confidence and hope. Jesus put it this way in John 15:4 and 7. Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. So first, blessing is not circumstances, but perspective. Second, blessing is not given, but achieve. And third, blessing is not from me, but God. Now this is similar to our previous point, only in this case, instead of assurance of my position, I want to look at the source of the blessing. So answer this question. From who or where do these things originate? The kingdom of heaven, comfort, the earth, righteousness, mercy, the ability to enter God's presence, the ability to be a part of God's family. See, all this blessing originates in God. God's the creator and ruler of heaven and earth. God is named the God of all comfort. God is righteous. God is merciful. God is the one who invites and purifies those who enter his presence. 
and God is the one who adopts. Although my actions and attitudes provide assurance of my position and of blessing, the blessing only comes from God. I can't give it to another person, nor can I call it up from within myself for myself. God's presence is the sole provider for people to live blessed. Consider this example from ancient Israel. After Israel had bowed in worship to the golden calf in Exodus 32, God threatened he would send an angel before Israel to drive out the people of Canaan, and they would get their promised land, but God himself would not go with them. In response to that threat, Moses fell down on the ground and prostrated himself before the Lord, and he prayed, My Lord, if I have indeed found favor in your sight, my Lord, please go with us. See, to have the promised land without God's presence is to not be blessed. But even while the people wander in the wilderness, to have God's presence is to be blessed. So if I am poor, but God is with me, I'm blessed. If I mourn, but God is with me, I'm blessed. If I'm humbled, but God is with me, I'm blessed. If I hunger and thirst for righteousness, but God is with me, I am blessed. If I'm hurt by someone, but God is with me, I am blessed. If I am tempted, but God is with me, I am blessed. If I'm in conflict, but God is with me, I am blessed. If I'm persecuted, but God is with me, I am blessed. If I'm insulted, but God is with me, I am blessed. Blessing is not circumstances, but perspective. Blessing is not given, but achieve. Blessing is not from me, but from God. Blessing is the assurance that I am with God and God is with me now and forever. Blessed are those people to whom Jesus says, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. And Jesus says that to his people who, although they will be persecuted, are also actively obeying his command to make disciples. Now that COVID-19 restrictions are easing up, there are some people who are not yet Christians who I'm going to again have regular contact with. And I was thinking this week, how would I answer the question, would my life be any better if I was a Christian? Because these people I'm thinking about already have a good life. It's not easy to be a follower of Jesus. Jesus told the rich young ruler to sell everything he had, give it to the poor, and then follow him. And at least Andrew, Peter, James, John, and Matthew left their careers to follow Jesus. Jesus told Abraham, excuse me, God told Abraham to leave his country and his family and go to a place that God would show him later, and then he would be blessed. Now, I believe life is better with Jesus, but as I look at Matthew 5, 1 through 12, I'd have to honestly say, yes, life will be better, but it won't necessarily be easier, but it will be blessed. The question is, do you want the promised land without God, or do you want God to be with you even in your wilderness? Let's pray from Psalm 8. Listen, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Protect my life, for I am faithful. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. 
Be gracious to me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant's life, because I appeal to you, Lord. For you, Lord, are kind and ready to forgive, abounding in faithful love to all who call on you. Hear my prayer. Listen to my plea for mercy. I call on you in the day of my distress, for you will answer me. There is no one like you among any gods, and there are no works like yours. All the nations you have made will come and bow down before you, Lord, and will honor your name. For you are great and perform wonders. You alone are God. May your presence be with us as we serve you forever. Amen. As you reflect on this message, I hope you'll think of one thing that resonated with you, one thing that challenged you, one thing you want to learn more about, and one thing you will do based on what you have heard. I'd love to have the opportunity to talk with you about these things online or in person. We have an online prayer meeting Thursdays at 9 a.m. And now I leave you with this blessing from Jude 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and make you stand in the presence of his glory without blemish and with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen.